Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Sarah Golseth. We have a couple of great conversations ahead of us today, talking about mercy and work in the church and how we serve our neighbors. Hope you can stick around for those. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for their support of Faith and Family. To learn more about Concordia University, Wisconsin, you can visit our website, kfuo.org, and look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section. How do we show mercy to those around us, and how do we serve our neighbors? Joining me by phone today is Katie Feeney, the founder of the Swaddling Clothes Program. Uh, Thanks for joining me today, Katie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's wonderful. So tell me a bit about um, you and and your vocations in life. Um, Well, I guess my, my first vocation is wife and mother. I have three children. My husband is a Lutheran pastor. Um, Through just kind of being a pastor's wife, I have learned, or I've been working in the church. I'm also a pastor's daughter, so Mm -hmm. I am no stranger to the church and the the work, the good work that it does um, in each community. So, um, but I have also kind of found a a calling, I guess, if you will, um, starting this program um, initially in our church, and then um, to other churches in the the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. So what what uh, what was the need that you saw in your community, or, or what kind of um, caused you to to realize that this was something something that that needed to be done? Well, our church um, hadn't really been doing any kind of mission oriented work um, in a little bit when we first got here, and they really wanted to get out into the community. So that really caused us to look and see what the needs were. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got several churches that have fantastic food banks. We've got a, a homeless shelter. So there were things we didn't want to kind of step on anybody else's toes. The community was already being served in those ways. Um, and then we just started kind of looking at the stats around us of teen pregnancies. Um, the economy was not great mm-hmm. when we, we first started this in 2013. It wasn't the worst, but it was, you know, it was kind of making an uphill mm-hmm. swing. And, um, and so we just realized that there were people that just um, really needed help getting the, the basic things um, for their kids. I mean, we, we hear all, all the time on the news how expensive it is to have children and, and to do all these things. And I don't think it's quite as expensive as people make it out <laughs> to be, um, especially in the beginning. Really, a baby needs, you know, a, a mother and a father. You know, they need love and they need their diapers changed. And they need to be fed. But then, you know, the other stuff is, is, is nice to have, um, but um, it's not always a necessity, but people really feel like it is. I mean, they, they, they need those things. It, it makes them feel like they're really providing for their children. So, Sure, sure. So tell me, um, for our listeners who aren't familiar with the program or haven't heard of it, tell me uh, what, what the program actually does for okay. these families. Right. So they, um, they're open in Missouri Synod churches, the Missouri Synod churches that want to, to start them. And um, Swaddling Clothes gives diapers and wipes and um, clothes, um, shoes, um, and just kind of other bottles, things like that. Anything that you kind of need for a baby and toddler is, is what we're in the market for. Some centers will have bigger items. Like I, I have cribs and car seats and mm-hmm. rollers and things like that. But all the items actually come, they're donated by either members of the church or members in the community. Mm-hmm. And it works very often like a co-op in which people feel better about taking when they can give things back. Mm-hmm. So they they don't have to bring anything to come um, to any of the our I call them shopping days, but they're free shopping days. Everything is given for free. We don't take any money from anybody. Um, 
but when they come to their shopping days, a lot of them will bring bags of clothes that their kids have grown out of because they grow so fast. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes those things just kind of get tucked away in the corner. I know mine did for mm-hmm. for a while. And you can reuse them for some, but then I, I donated bins and bins and bins of clothes mm-hmm. that just were laying around the house um, when we first started this. Sure. Have you have you noticed that this has brought uh, community members into the church too? You, you mentioned that um, that the community has donated some things. Has that been been a significant outreach into the community? Then, it you know it has. We we've gained a few members, although that's not why we we started this. Mm-hmm. But people definitely know we are here now. I mean that we we have a presence in the community. Um, and if you we live in a very small community, mm-hmm. but if if you were to go out and, and talk to somebody, people would either know, you know, if you said River of Life Lutheran Church, oh, you have swad- you have that program, you have swaddling clothes. And so, um, and I, I look, I'm not a huge Facebook user, but I, I do, I, I get on there for purposes like this, and, and I'll see through various mom communities our name floating around mm-hmm. um, for people who say, oh, where should I bring my baby clothes? Oh, no, bring them here because they, they hand them out they, and they help our community. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's great that way. Sure, sure. And the the name of the program, uh, that didn't come about right away, did it? No, no. We <laughs> we called it the mom store for a long time. <laughs> um, and then my, because um, I just I had no idea uh-huh. what, what to call it. And then my husband was actually writing a um, Christmas program for our mm-hmm. Sunday school kids. And he was just reading through text and he goes, I think swaddling clothes. And I, I said, I'll, I'll give that to you. Yes, it should be it. <laughs> That's definitely it. So It fits very well. Yes. Yes, we, we we're happy with that. So yeah. So how how has your congregation embraced this program? Was it was it something that was difficult to start, or was it was it kind of a, a perfect fit kind of thing? It it really was a perfect fit. Um, we've been very. I was just telling our congregation the other day. We've been very fortunate with this. You know, my my husband just said, I think this is something. We, they wanted to do something, but I think this is something we should do. Oh, they, they, great! What do we need to do? <laughs> and so they just started. We only had when we came to Shanahan. We, our kids were the only ones in the congregation. Oh, wow. So it just my three tinies uh, mm-hmm. were it. And, um, and so we, not a lot of stuff in the beginning could actually come from our own members. You know, sometimes they could go home and say, okay, I'm going to give this. They all had, you know, grandchildren maybe, but they, but they went out, our, our members went out and just scoured garage sales and were just, mm-hmm. you know, they were buying things themselves or, or saying, hey, if you have anything left at the end of, of the sale, if you could give it, you know, to us. And then they were... Um, setting up volunteer times where we could come in and sort everything. And um, it, it was fantastic. And even now, um, if I say I need anything, I, you know, we're running low on diapers, they will, you know, by the next Sunday, I have everything that I need. <laughs> yeah. How has this uh, shaped a conversation about the importance of, of life in your congregation? Well, you know, our congregation is, is, they were very solid on that to begin with, mm-hmm. um, which I think then helped the fact that they were, how much they embraced the program. Sure. Um, but, but it has, it's, it's caused a conversation in that all, you know, all life is important, all life is valuable. Um, and so you can kind of shape, it goes from, instead of just birth, everybody loves babies, you know, mm-hmm. we, can, we can go all the way from conception to natural death and so it's it's been a great kind of starter that way mm-hmm. help whole families yeah has it has it shifted uh the concept of mercy work at all in the congregation um it shifted you know we it it takes i will say 
running a program like this, while I would say 90% of the time um, it is something that you really enjoy doing, you can go and volunteer, and, you, and, and at the end, even though it shouldn't be about you feeling good, <laughs> you do feel good at the end. Mm-hmm. And then 10% of the time it's a, it's a struggle. <laughs> and, and the fact that you're, you're working really hard and you're trying to give and you feel like people aren't, um, I don't know if it's appreciative or thankful, you just feel like it's been a struggle, like you're trying to help and, and, and there are some people that just are telling you you're not helping and um and and it's times like that although i don't wish on anybody the struggling times i think it's times like that that through the struggle you can say you are helping and it is important Mm -hmm. to to keep it up and and not everybody is going to be the perfect recipient of of our acts of of love and mercy Mm -hmm. but they need them nonetheless Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. So you mentioned that um, that you noticed that unplanned pregnancy or, or teen pregnancy was was a, a community um, need that you felt uh, felt like you needed to address. Uh, how has this <clears throat> excuse me? How has this program um, really helped serve those those women who maybe would choose to abort rather than choose life? Um, how has this given them given them the confidence that they can do it? They know that we're there. We're consistently open every month. They know that they can call if they need anything, you know, in between times. But it's just an extra bit of comfort of support. I mean, some of these girls don't have any other, and, and I say some of them are, you know, young women or don't don't have the support of family. You know, a lot of us, especially a lot of us that, that are, you know, sitting in the pews every Sunday have a, a wide range of um of family support. Mm-hmm. You know, if I ever, even though my parents are hundreds of miles away, I know if I ever needed anything, they would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's just an unfortunate thing for some of, for not all of them, but for some of these young women. Um, and they know that no matter what, we we will be there, and and we will be there for how they, however they need us to be. So sometimes they just need to talk, and some, but sometimes. They look at this, and people are telling them, um, oh, it's so expensive to have a baby, and you're going to need this, and you're going to need this, and um, cribs are expensive, and car seats are, and so and it just it gets to be overwhelming. And we try mm-hmm. to take, we, we can't take everything away that's overwhelming, but we try to take some of it away. Sure. And is it, is it ever difficult for these women to approach the program because it is in a church? Some, you know what, sometimes this area hasn't been so bad. I know one of the other centers... Um, they operate out of what used to be a school building kind of down the hill from the church. And the, they, all of our centers work pretty well with crisis pregnancy centers in the area. Mm-hmm. And the crisis pregnancy center there said, I don't know if they'll go in because it's a church. Now, they, they're working on, on kind of moving everything, not necessarily the store up the hill to the church, but just if you can get them to step in, you know, to let them know that not all church, we're not judging you, we're not, you know, anything... Um, like that, but we, you can find comfort in there, which will hopefully lead them into um, the church. And may, maybe not our church, maybe not there, but, but just lead them into knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. Sure. How are, you, how are you able to share uh, the gospel with these, with these families and these women that, that are obviously in, in need? Um, you know, the first few times they come, and like we just discussed before, some of them are a little leery. They don't they mm-hmm. don't really step foot too much in the door. And so we're not trying to push anything first. I think really, without speaking words, we kind of are showing the gospel by 
showing showing them that we love them by letting them know there are no strings attached, mm-hmm. you know, um, and things like that. But as they go, as they keep coming back and they and they see that we're there and we're not going to, um, we're not going to all of a sudden have restrictions or uh, uh, strings attached to things. You know, they don't have to start coming to church every Sunday to get to get these items. Um, they will start kind of asking questions, um, or they, they will, just through conversation, you can bring things up. Um, most centers but will have the, the pastor will kind of be around. Uh, my husband is usually around when we're open, not necessarily even collared up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they know he's, but just um, just a very comforting, he's a very comforting person to be around, I have, I have to say, <laughs> lucky that way. But, um, and, and he can kind of get people to open up. Unlike anybody else, I don't know that I would necessarily be able to do that. Um, it's a definite, um, wonderful skill he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think through our actions are showing um, are showing these things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Can you tell me about uh, about a family or or a a young woman that has been helped by this program? Um, yeah, I um, there are several that come to mind, but um, I I do we here in our in the center in Shanahan, um, we did have a, a family come in, um, and we'd probably seen her for a few months um, before she just asked what um, baptism was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think she grew up in a, in a going you know to church. Her husband was, uh, I think, Lutheran, but you know maybe he was baptized, but it hit, but probably had stopped going after that. Mm-hmm. After he was, you know, and um, and so. My husband was, you know, talking to her about it all, about it all, and just um, a couple months later, she had her five children baptized, which was just a wonderful thing. And they're still members, and we, you know, and um, so we, it's it's been that's been fantastic seeing seeing things like that. But we also have girls that come in. Um, I know the center down in Texas has had a few that just have come in in very bad situations. Uh, so you know, they're you know, 14 and, and found themselves pregnant, and I, I don't think it was necessarily a, a, a great thing to begin with, not a great circumstance to begin with. She was very hurt and, and broken, and it, um, it, it helps. It, it's a comfort to know that there are still that there are people that care about you, that mm-hmm. they may not know everything about you, and that's good, but, it, 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 but they care for you. Sure, and these are, these are families that, that keep coming back to you for more supplies? Yes, it's fantastic. It's, it's great to see. Um, they, they don't always bring their children, but I love when they do because we get to see them every month. We get to see mm. them grow. Um, I know, another one, my, my husband, actually, the hospital near us knows about us, and they called um, one day because a couple had um, a baby, premature baby mm. girl, and they did not have a car seat for her. They were not planning on having her as early as they did. Mm-hmm. And so he came up to the hospital and he brought them a car seat. Um, and as soon as she was able to kind of get out and about, um, and she was released from the hospital and able to get out and about, the mom would bring her in. She is now turning two. Oh. And it's been fantastic to see this little four-pound baby grow into this beautiful toddler. Mm-hmm. So, But they do. We have a lot of families that keep coming back. Some will come just while they need the help. And then we just see them because they'll come in and say hi to everybody because they're just donating things and they don't necessarily need our help anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fantastic to kind of establish relationships with them like that. Sure. Have any of them been able to uh, 
connect with other families that are coming and, and create new friendships out of this? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't always get to see the end of that. Um, I do, that is a great idea, I think, to kind of start um, a socialization type mm-hmm. thing outside of, of this. But I do, they, um, I can see them talking through Facebook, which is just, you know, um, I probably should use Facebook more, <laughs> but, um, but so I can see them say, Hey, I just, I just saw you, you know, at the center, you, you know, and so it, it, it is kind of great to see that. So hopefully they are kind of meeting with each other outside because you know, some of them have kids the same age and that mm-hmm. might be a good thing. So, but that is a fantastic idea. I think I'm going to look into that of starting some kind of. Uh, mom's group, I think, in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, so. yeah. I imagine that that having not only having just a place to to get the resources that you need, but but having a, a a way to connect to other people that are also going through those situations would be would be a huge benefit. You know what? It really is. I don't know that I ever. You know, when you're in the middle of it yourself, mm-hmm. um, whether you need the help or not, you you kind of forget once you're. T- you know, my my youngest is. And so mm-hmm. I don't, we're, I'm not in the, they need me all the time phase. And mm-hmm. that can be kind of lonely, even though somebody's needing you all the time, it's very lonely. <laughs> and so that, that is a, that is a wonderful thing. If you can connect to somebody that you can just kind of talk with, or that knows exactly, mm-hmm. you know, like, I just want to go to the bathroom by myself. <laughs> and so camaraderie is, is generally a, a very cathartic thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Have yeah. you, have you been able to, you mentioned uh, counseling, or have you been able to um, connect these women to other services that they may need? Um, yes, I hope. I mean, yes, I, I, I have. I don't always get the, um, I keep up with them as much as I can after I've kind of, you know, uh, sent them to, to places where they need to go. But we do have a few um employment centers that advertise through us and so mm-hmm. i've you know i've just said that you know here are these women that will have you know so we you'll need to help them find jobs where they've there's um during hours that child care is provided and you know various things like this or or families or dads um i i have things out i've connected people to different crisis pregnancy centers if they're needing um help that we can't provide you mm-hmm. know sonograms or things like that um so I'm always hoping that that grows a little more. We kind of each center kind of needs to assess the needs in their own amongst their own clients mm-hmm. to kind of to kind of you know put them up. I know um, one of the centers was talking about, which I think is a fantastic idea, having a kind of a men's version of this where they have huh? men in their congregation um, who will teach the men in the situation skills that they need. You know huh? um, uh, how to build things, how to fix your dishwasher, you know, things, mm-hmm. things like that, where some guys didn't grow up with somebody that ever taught them this, and this is the way that they can help their family, help provide for their family. You know, I think that's a great spinoff of that, too, is, you know, we have dads that come in, too, and they can, the dads just come in and shop, and, and that's great. And we're gearing for this program, you know, towards the family, and um, I just think we can spin off, too, to, to helping the men would be great, too. Yeah, that that sounds like a, a really fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I think I I said, hey, let me sign my boys up so that it, they make sure that they know how to, you know, yeah, fix a car or do you know, various things like that where you can help your family. Even if you just say, hey, I can do that myself. I can change the oil myself instead of having to pay thirty bucks sure. to do it, which we can use on diapers instead, or you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Sure, sure. What have uh, what have the reactions been like from the families that that have 
been able to use this program? Um, really fantastic. I, they, they're all they're all very appreciative. Um, they they have been. I would say initially before the program kind of kicked off, the crisis pregnancies in the, in the area sent me most of of the my clients now. Um, but I would say honestly now my biggest um, source of advertising is the families themselves mm-hmm. that use that know that can that spark other families to to come in um, so that that's just been amazing um, I actually had a couple of families that came to church yesterday where I was presenting to our own church you know about how swaddling clothes is going and doing all that stuff during Bible class mm-hmm. and a couple and I didn't know these families were going to be there I didn't ask them to to, to be there they just came and um and it was neat to have people in our congregation hear from actual families themselves mm-hmm. how much this program is a, is a blessing sure and this is expanded uh far beyond just just in in shanahan too yes. it's it's so we, uh, yeah we are in seven states um right now and um with eight centers so far um but projected probably to double hopefully by the end of 2018. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a very accessible thing for congregations to to see other congregations doing this and and to realize that it is something that uh that a congregation can do and it and it's a it's a significant need too for a lot of communities. It is. It is. And, and when I go to present to other congregations who are thinking about opening this, I'll say it doesn't matter how fluent you feel like your community is. There are people that need help. You may not know anybody yourself, but there there are people mm-hmm. that need help. Um, and it's it, it's just fantastic in this way. And and I the program is great in that you can kind of make it fit your congregation and your clients. So you know if you don't, I have a dedicated room, so it's it's always set up. It's set up like a little boutique. Um, that's just because. That's the way I, we had the room and that's the way I liked things done. <laughs> but, but we, for a year before we got it moved into this building, we were just moving more or less our sanctuary. We just had chairs around putting up tables um, and then putting out clothes that, you know, on t- kind of like a big garage sale. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be anything just huge or, you know, you don't have to have, like I said, a dedicated space. Um, and, and it, it costs the church very little money, actually, because you have people, you're getting the whole community involved by donating clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you and you know, a lot of these clothes, I know when they get up to the upper sizes, they, they don't last as long. But especially those, those newborn to six-month clothes, those can be reused by ten families before they've just bit the, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. So they don't stay in them very long to, to do that. Um, but you can, the church can really make it kind of fit their space and um, and and their their need the, you know what they need and um, what what they can do. Sure, sure. That did this expand uh, just just by word of mouth then about congregations hearing about it from from other congregations that were doing it. Yeah, um, yes, that's a lot of how it's done. Now, the very first congregation that started uh, St. John's in Marengo, mm-hmm. Iowa, um, their pastor and his wife uh, contacted my husband shortly after we. Um, we opened and they said, we, we heard that you were doing this thing and, um, we, you know, we would like to, to try this out. And, I, and that's when I started thinking, oh, well, we, I could probably just package up everything I've done mm-hmm. and give it to other congregations. So I, I, 
I told them, I said, well, you're going to be my guinea pig. <laughs> we'll figure out exactly what I need. Um, and Rachel, the director and the pastor's wife, has been, was fantastic in, in kind of saying, okay, yeah, this is what I need. And, no, you know, um, great, kind of helping me in that way. Um, and so now um, everything is, is a little, you know, Rachel really was my guinea pig. Because <laughs> at this point now it's kind of more you get a, a binder full of information to kind of, you know, hear here's some questions that I, a lot of people have had and um, here's what you can do and here's how you can set up, but you don't have, you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of different, different things. Sure. So if congregations are, are interested in uh, learning more about the program or, or starting one, where, where would they find that information? So um, they can go to swaddlingclothes.org. So we actually have a website which would have um, some information on there. Mm-hmm. They can also just directly email me at uh, K Feeney, so K F I E N E at swaddlingclothes.org. That's perfect, and we'll have those links um, in the archived audio of this program. So if if somebody didn't catch that, uh, oh, we'll, yes, we'll have that. We'll have that in there, and um, and we're actually all out of time. So, okay. uh, Katie, thanks so much for being my guest today and, and ta- talking to me about about this wonderful program. Well, great. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. I'm Sarah Golseth, and a little bit more coming up right after this break. Mm-hmm. 